0: Hi hey everyone, welcome back to episode number 106 of the Fitness Devil Podcast. Uh, Andrew here. We never introduce ourselves, so this voice is Andrew. I've also got Dean with me. And we have Tony Gentlecore today. So Tony's going to talk a whole bunch about his gym core and the journey from working at Cressy Sports Performance in having his own space and now he's expanding into a larger facility. Uh, about his wife, Lisa Lewis, who we've had on the podcast, their relationship and how it adds to his life and career. Um, so having a partner who understands the life of a trader is a big deal. And we talk about strategic partnerships, his partnerships with Dean Somerset and the Complete Tip and Shoulder Blueprint. Uh, having worked at Cressy Sports Performance with people like Eric Cressy and Pete Dupuis, uh, We're going to have Pete hopefully on next week. And we get into a healthy conversation about writing uh, some books that are going to be really helpful for that, starting your own website, your blog, and strategic tips there. So enjoy.
1: Shut up and sit
0: down. Well, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today, we've got Tony Jellicor. I'm hoping anyone who's listening probably doesn't need us to introduce this guy. You probably know who he is. And he's... He's done a lot of stuff at our industry. He's established heavyweight uh, in terms of a fitness professional, a teacher. He's a prolific, really prolific content creator, uh, writer, presenter. Mm-hmm. I've seen Tony. I think I've I've seen you twice now present. Uh, your I think yeah,
1: shoulder. you might you might be entering groupie status. Sure, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, sure. yeah that's that's good post for sure. Hip and shoulder
0: blueprint the, the new re- revamp version. You and Dean Somerset, uh, you guys did that up at Edmonton uh, this past summer, and I saw you guys in KC the year before at the Fitness Summit so you totally,
2: you totally butchered the name it, it's like it's hard the complete hip and shoulder or the complete shoulder no, and
0: hip even, no it's uh, even more
2: complete but now it's even more yeah, complete. it's yeah. even
1: more yeah and, and sometimes i get <laughs> the, the hip and shoulder switched around or sometimes i say shoulder before hip or hip before shoulder so
2: it's I like you yeah. never know which one to say and like if it's rude like maybe it's rude to say that but like you well, guys might complicate it more well, complicated. i didn't butchered intentionally it, so
1: yeah, i not rude. butchered
2: intentionally right
0: <laughs> I think people understand that it's a hip and blue blueprint, and you guys just add pieces to it. I can't wait to see what Incarnation 3.0 is because I'm sure it'll just be some sort of, like, giving both of your senses of humor, The yeah. it'll be something ridiculous. And, like, you
2: don't care. Like, you, you like, your sense of humor is like, we don't care if anyone gets it.
1: Well, I think, it, I mean, maybe I'm thinking even more better hip and shoulder blueprints. Yeah, print that'd be
0: yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's that's not even all you do you also have you just moved into a new upgraded facility uh core which is it is it technically in boston or just in the boston area because i know there oh, was it's of-
1: in boston well it's in brookline yes. uh which is is it's it's weird because it's, it's technically not a part of boston but it is in boston uh right. so it's uh but yeah it's um i mean to give you a map of it. Like I could from my gym, I could walk to Fenway Park in probably 30 minutes. It's, okay. uh it's, so we're talking about like two, two and a half miles away from Fenway Park. So not too far at all. That, yeah, it's pretty cool. And
0: you were one of the co-founders yeah. of Cressy Sports Performance. I was yeah so that's another big feather in your cap there too. Yeah, that place Gary. wouldn't
1: have existed without me. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and, like uh, they, I made them <laughs>
0: Pete Dupuy, who, if everything works out according to plan, we'll have him next week on the podcast. Yeah, tell,
1: tell Pete I said that. He'll, he'll laugh. It's a joke. You know. we, well, we all
0: know. You, you flip the coin for the name.
2: Like, Cressy <laughs> yeah, won.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, it's, it's, a cha- it's a domino effect because, uh, what was it, like, I think it was last year, uh, Cressy's had Corey Kluber and Max Scherzer, and they both won the Cy Young Awards in their respective leagues. If you don't know baseball yep. guys, you're going to tune this out, but so maybe they don't win those awards if you don't found Cressy Sports Performance, right?
1: Well, probably, yeah. no, I mean, you know, how, that, how come that, it's not that, that's a bit of a reach there? How, how come it's not
0: Gentlecore <laughs> Sports Performance, right? You're putting, you're putting words <laughs> in his mouth, but you know
2: what?
1: It's perfect. Like, be humble, Tony. <laughs> come on. I, you know, I try. I try my best to stay humble. But <laughs> so I, let's, I mean, uh, considering I wasn't even there. I, I wasn't even coaching at CSP when when those guys were. Nope. I mean, I, I worked with Corey a few times, but. You know, them winning the awards was way past when I left, so I, I, I take zero credit just for the run group. You start, started the ball
0: rolling. Yeah. All right, uh, but actually, I was curious to see how the transition because this is actually our third attempt at scheduling you, and you and unfortunately, just you <laughs> so had. Share, you, make um, you sound
1: like a prima donna, Andrew. Yeah, Thanks. like a little he's bit. Humble, then he's like, well, time, well, here's like, why. <laughs> He, he, you, you had to
0: go and you, you moved your gym, but you moved into another space. So I wanted to find out how that went, uh, the new course.
1: Well, it, it technically hasn't happened yet. Like I'm in oh. the throes of doing that, uh, which has been interesting to say the least. Oh. Uh, so to give people a little bit of background, because I know you guys want to talk about it a little bit. Like I left Krusty Sports Performance in the fall of 2015. And I, I'm kind of famous. Well, I wouldn't say I'm famous for it, but I, 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 I kind of wrote ad nauseum that I had no interest in being a gym owner ever. Yeah. Uh, I was like, that is not my thing. I, I'm a technician. I want to be a coach. I just want to show up and coach and leave, not have to manage people, not have to worry about hitting numbers, not have to worry about equipment breaking down, not have to worry about cleaning up people's poop on the, on the floor or whatever they do in the bathroom. What? I just, I, I just want to – I don't want to clean bathrooms. Okay. I, had to uh, I just want I had to show to up, coach, and get and get out. Um, I had to clean
0: puke on the turf. uh, Yeah,
1: it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. you gotta like people pooped Uh, on the floor in Cressy. Well, (laughs) I I wouldn't say that far, but you know, people have mistakes in the bathroom, and someone's got to clean it up. So (laughs) usually, it's the owner of the place. (laughs) Um, So uh, I left Cressy Sports Performance in 2015. Uh, I had an opportunity arise where I, I wanted to get my feet wet and doing my own thing. I I'd spent. I don't know how many years building my brand underneath the umbrella of Cresty sports performance, which is great. I, you know that's, I'm sure you might even talk about with that with Pete next week. It might be an excellent topic where, uh, where gyms should allow their employees to build a brand underneath yeah. them. And there are many just, gyms that don't allow that. And I think it's absurd.
0: He just wrote uh, a great article about it. Exactly. Yeah,
1: so Pete, you're having him on next week. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will touch upon that, but that's a, it allowed me to thrive at, at Cresty Sports Performance. Like I, I was able, you know, Eric, and I, Eric was a little bit more of a thing than I was when we started, but um, but certainly I, w- I, w- I was writing and, and kind of building my brand underneath that umbrella. And, you know, and just got to the point where it was time to turn the page and an opportunity arose where I could maybe uh, stay a little bit closer to home and, and uh, sublease a space underneath a woman who had this teeny tiny space here in Brookline. Uh, uh, you know, basically let me bring in some equipment, start training people out of there. Um, and that's what I did. I, I left Krusty Sports Performance, started doing that. Uh, and then fast forward six months, and Rebecca, who, who the woman I was subleasing under, wasn't going to renew her lease. And she was like, hey Tony, uh, I am not renewing my lease. And then I was like, oh shit, uh, <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? And you so essentially, I, I, put, I put pencil to paper, and I did the math and figured out, okay, this is what I'm paying Rebecca per month to, to rent the space. Uh, here's what it would cost me to take it over. And under the assumption that I was still going to have one or two coaches doing the same thing under me. And it actually ended up being cheaper for me to take it over and do that compared to doing what I was doing. So I had a talk with my wife and I was like, okay, let's do it. So, And that's what I've been doing for the past three and a half years. Um, and now I'm at a point, Andrew, where now it's like I'm, I'm negotiating a lease for a larger space. That's that's in Brookline. That's maybe, okay. I don't know, a quarter of a mile from where I am right now. It's actually closer to my apartment, which is nice. It's an eight-minute walk instead of a 16-minute walk.
0: Uh, <laughs> you also so, had a really big commute to CSP, right? That was a big factor. Yeah, part. my
1: commute was because uh, CSP is not in Boston. It's actually in Hudson, Massachusetts, which is 25 miles outside of the city. So my commute was 45, 60 minutes both ways in a car, which you know had its advantages. I mean I would listen to a book or listen to podcasts. Yeah. You know, I I definitely took advantage of that time as far as just being, you know, just kind of like de unplugging from the world so to speak and just kind of like listening to a book. But uh but certainly when you spend when you do the math and you say, okay, I'm spending an hour and a half to two hours a day in a car times six days a week times that a month, is like, oh boy, that's, that's a lot of time in a car. So there, that was an advantage too, is trying to get uh, out of that situation as well. Um,
0: you, you know, and the, the space that I have down, now yeah.
1: is roughly 500 square feet. So it's, it's the size of most people's living rooms. And, mm-hmm. um, but it, I, I'm able to get some good stuff done. So uh, I, I train in a semi-private format. So I took, I took the Cressy Sports Performance model which is semi-private training, individualized programming, but mm-hmm. semi-private format uh, and took that to my space. And, um, it's been working really well. Like I, I average probably, um, I'm training two to four people at a time when I'm there. Uh, mm-hmm. sometimes I have five or six people at a time that, that gets a bit interesting. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, uh, it's been working out great. And now I'm at a point where it's, uh, I'm going to see if I can make it work in a larger space um which is, that, is that scary like it's scary uh, totally yeah fine it, but there's like, uh there's a there's a little bit more sphincter clenching yeah. right now as far as the um financial responsibility that's going to come with it mm-hmm. um but it, it was one of those things too where i sat down with lisa my wife and said okay this is an opportunity that we have to scale the business and Cause right now with the space I have, I have, I have six coaches at sublease. So, um, in very simple explanation way to uh, explain it is we all, there's a shared calendar. Um, coaches book out the calendar days and times they, they need the space to train and it's one coach there at a time. Gotcha. Uh, and then at the end of the month, I have my assistant tally up everyone's hours and then I invoice them and then they, they nice. pay their, my rent or mm-hmm. their rent, I should say which then pays my rent. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Don't so listen to this if you're and, them. And like, that's, at, that's at a point where I, I, I am in, in the plus on that. I mean, it's worked out very well. So my goal with this new space is now I'm, I'm moving from 500 square feet to 3,300 square feet. That's a lot more. And, you know, and I, I just got the first draft back with the um, interior design. And, and it's like, you know, you think about 3,300 square feet. It's like, oh, my God, there's so much room for activities And it goes by fast. Like It it leaves very quickly when you have to factor in that I want to put in two treatment rooms, like an assessment room and 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 a room for physical therapy, an office, showers, and I want turf, and I want this. And so, you're a business owner now,
2: and you didn't even want to. You have to
1: think about. it. yeah, I mean, and you know, I've, I mean, my my name is a business. I mean, yeah. I it's, that's not lost on me. But as far as the a gym, like right now, like my space, I don't consider it like a gym. Gym. It's just a space where I train clients, and yeah, uh, I mean, I am running a business out of there now. I feel like with this larger space, it's going to be more of a, quote unquote, gym. <laughs>
2: is it still going to be uh, core?
1: It's I, it's gonna it's actually going to be called Core Collective. Nice. So because um, I very much see this as very similar to evolved model where it's like you have a lot of really good personal trainers who work in a commercial gym space who are kind of in the same predicament I was where it's like, okay, I'm kind of overworking in the, a commercial gym space, but I also don't want to be on my own gym or have the means to own my own gym. Yeah. But I do want to be able to make more money. Yeah. So that's where I come in, where it's like, okay, I'm going to provide this space where you can grow your business and 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 not to be a snooty, but it is going to be more or less invite only as far as the coaches. So right now mm-hmm. all the coaches that work under me now are coming with me. Um, and then, you know, there might be room for one or two others that I've, that I've been talking with. Um, you know, I don't want just like any Joe Schmo to come in and, and do their thing. Like I kind of, not that they have to like 100% follow my way of training people. Cause I, again, again, they, they are running their own show. They set their prices, they set their hours. You Did do you. It's um, exactly like. I don't want to walk in and watch like stupid
2: shit. <laughs> do they? Do they have to like? Do they have to have attended your seminar? What's that? <laughs> do they have to have attended your seminar?
1: Oh man, no! I should make that a, a prerequisite. You've had to have paid me money to listen <laughs> to before you're allowed to. Before you're allowed to work here. <laughs> um, what's nice though is that right now my current roster of coaches, more than half of them have either been former employees or interns at Krusty Sports. Before. Nice. And that's so, a good connection. So that certainly helps. And, yeah. uh, and I, I have a bit of name recognition too. So I'll, I'll kind of automatically just by proximity, like recruit trainers who kind of know a little bit more than the, than the average cat, uh, which is, and Boston's just a, a nice, there's, it's a very densely populated area for really good coaches. So, um, you know, it's, I don't think I'm going to be hurting to, you know, if someone leaves to kind of fill that spot. Um, with another coach if I need to so it's
2: it's almost like a mecca out there like if you look at kind of all the upcoming strength coaches they're all kind of from that area
1: yeah there's I mean of course there's Cressy there's Boyle uh, Mike Reynolds around here and Um, they all
2: intern there and then they all kind of break into their own businesses it's like they literally all came from that sector almost
1: yeah it's uh you know a lot of people it's funny because like if someone comes to shadow or observe it's like they've come from either CSP or Boyle's or any of the other number uh, coaches in this area so it's it is kind of a nice little like um There's vacation spot for lack of a better term for There's a lot of business big, professionals a lot of big
0: names in our industry have come out of those two i mean sohee lee and jordan syatt yeah. were both yes ben, in ben, terms bruno. Of, like, ben, ben yep. bruno was boils wasn't he yeah he was boils yeah ben, ben bruno. bruno yeah yep yep yeah he was boils yep. i mean kevin larabee is he's a little different but I mean, he was a long time boils guy he's got his about, allied strength i think his gym now yeah, he's ben the podcaster behind the Fitcast, which i mean that's the podcast i was listening to for years well, which inspired in a very heavy way why we do this and how we do this so I've i mean
1: never- to kevin's credit i mean fitness podcasts wouldn't really well they would exist but he kind of started it i yep, mean he was absolutely. the first major fitness podcast to, to start so yeah. um you know full credit to him for that like he he had the insight to start that trend
0: he's a lot of his guests uh that's how i found out about a lot of people in the industry who've now gone on to become friends and certainly guests we've had yeah. that is where i first found out about them but in a lot of cases it was either that or t nation and i i think in your case i'm fairly certain it was t nation first when i came across you many many years ago yeah and then you popped up on a fit cast again and then just met you through the industry travels it was really funny because i just started out working in this commercial gym nine years ago when i started my career and i'm reading t nation and i realized in a second there's this I see this name, there's this Dean Somerset guy who is on T Nation. He also happens to be showing up on the the, the sales and the session totals for the company. So I'm like, oh, this is the same guy, cool. And I got to know him a little bit and well, a lot of cool stuff has come uh, out of that. And, and now we're partners in this uh, Evolved Springs yeah. and conference seminar. Yeah, Semi- Dean, uh,
1: Dean uh, I, I mean, mean, he and I met. I, it was funny because when Dean, Dean was a part of my wedding when, when Lisa and I got mm-hmm. married. Yeah. And of course, my other, my other groomsmen were Pete and Eric uh and it, and and it was funny because you know I, everyone gives their speech at the wedding so uh, Pete and Eric and Dean I met Dean on the internet I met Eric on the internet I met Pete on the internet via Eric I met my wife on match.com and I was like I, promise, like I like I I can meet people in real life like it was just, it was it was just pretty comical when I what I going through that process like man because people ask all the time, like, "Oh, where'd you meet Dean? Where'd you meet Eric?" And I was like, "On, on the internet." Man, of
2: course right. you did. Like, you like Star Wars and cats. <laughs> of
1: course, like, yeah. You're,
2: like that goes coincides with like only talking to people on <laughs>
1: the internet and yeah. techno
2: music <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. and techno.
2: <laughs> exactly, you're posted. Posted, child. Okay, you spoke about your wife, and we've kind of mentioned her yep. here and there, um, and we've had her on our podcast recently, actually, talking about her work in psychology as she branches more into the fitness industry really. And kind of due to you, the unique demands of our work, do you feel it's important as fitness professionals to find a partner? So your wife in this case, who shares your values, interests, and connection to the industry? And if so, why?
1: Hmm. That is a, that is a deep question. Deep. I would say yes. Uh, certainly. I think if you're in the fitness profession, if whether, whether you're a strength coach, a personal trainer, physical therapists. I think it, it only makes sense that you would find a partner that's somewhat uh, fitness savvy and, and health savvy, like is in it, to, uh, likes to work out. But uh, certainly not a requirement, of course. But uh, you know, we are a profession where we work where other, when others don't. Like yeah. we work on the weekends, we work on holidays. I mean, really the only holidays that I take off are Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and maybe Fourth of July. Other than that, like we, I, am working on weekends and on holiday, Labor Day, Memorial Day. Like it's, it's just part of the, the, the gig, uh, and you do need to have that. That can be a bit of a, a roadblock for some individuals where it's like they're used to like not working on Saturday and Sunday, and that being the weekend. And you know, we're just not a profession where that happens because everyone else works during the week. Uh, we and most people like to train on the weekends, so yeah. we work on the weekends. So I, yeah, I think it's important to, to, to you know when Lisa and I started dating, she, she kind of, it, it took some time for her to get used to that, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's teamwork like any, any other, uh, any other relationship, but, uh, um, but she, she understood all that. She, uh, yeah. So I guess long story short, yes. I think it's important to have an understanding partner. Um, but I but, guess
2: uh, what was it like so like because now she's kind of moving into fitness and before she sure. was not she spilled all the dirt on you by the way she was waiting oh, at, oh, not man, nice yeah, well. but like is it has it changed now that she's more into your world because it wasn't well, like that.
1: Always. what's what's changed for her uh, coincidentally is like she she did have a up until two years ago uh, she had a nine-to-five job as yeah. a as a mental health counselor for a university here in Boston Uh, And then it got to the point where she wasn't really feeling it anymore there. It wasn't fulfilling. It was just like a lot of like administrative stuff she didn't sign up for. And now she's at a point where uh, she does private practice one day a week. Uh, She teaches, uh, like now that it's the fall, she's back to teaching again. This past summer, she's been working on her upcoming project. So she's had to learn pretty quickly that the day goes by pretty quickly when you're a quote-unquote entrepreneur and you have this list, this list of stuff to do and it's like before you know it, the day's over and you have to go pick your kid up at daycare and, yeah. and, and managing your time becomes a, a thing when you don't have a nine-to-five job. So, um, no, she's definitely had a, had a learning curve uh, with that the past, this past summer and I, I, I would chuckle sometimes. I'd be like, ha, 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 welcome to my world. Like, that's <laughs> like that's that's That that's that's probably how it didn't it. go over well what was that that probably didn't well, go well you know I might, I might have had an evil glare for a second but you know then i then I, we hug it out you
2: know but yeah. uh, like how many i told you souls came
1: <laughs> uh you know there, there, there's been a handful there's been a handful uh she but, was basically, but, but said with with a, a very loving tone of course
2: she was basically like t- taking credit for like a lot of the things that you did because like you would come up with problems and then she was like i just probably like
1: I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, she there's, worked there's with you a lot of there's stuff. There's not there's not a lot of uh um yeah, I would agree with that. There's been many instances where prob not I wouldn't say problematic clients, just issues have come up yeah. where it's like I don't I don't know how the hell to handle this and I would just bring it up with her and she'd be like, "Well, why don't you play or say this or do this?" and I'm like, "That's brilliant." <laughs> so, uh there's advantages of having a psychologist as a wife, that disadvantages that you have to talk about <laughs> <laughs>
0: i can only imagine the disappointment so, like, especially
1: that. when we yeah there's 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 many times where <laughs> sitting down and talking about our feelings is a thing and that's like not my favorite thing to do in the world but um but they yeah she's been, she's been instrumental in uh in my later years at csp and definitely now that i'm on my own um as far as molding my my coaching philosophy if uh she's had a big 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 impact on that
0: well, that sort of leads into the next thing. And we, we talked a lot about CSP. We talked about your relationship with Dean Somerset and your seminar series. And, and now, you know, you and Lisa, I mean, you guys are doing some presenting things where you guys both present as part of the same thing. So you've not really ever gone it alone as much as you've been really comfortable with creating strategic partnerships. Mm-hmm. So I guess, what are your thoughts on... Going further with that for fitness professionals, like the, the value of partnerships.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: is, you know kind of yeah, industry.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, selfishly, I just think it makes it so you're not doing as much work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that, and
0: except you know, the I, time that Dean got uh, his flights got screwed up. I think well, you guys yeah, that, yeah,
1: there was that time in Philadelphia this past summer where yeah, I had to do a. I mean. I have presented it on my own. Like I do stuff with Equinox that's by myself. I've done a few one or two day workshops on my own as well. But um, it uh, it certainly helps to have a a partner Uh, because I do it with Dean. I do with Luke Worthington in London. Obviously, I do it with my wife, Lisa. You know, I'm part of other symposiums or conferences. Uh, Certainly, when it comes to doing stuff with Dean, when it comes to doing stuff with Luke, when it comes to doing stuff with Lisa, there's – you know, workload is an issue, so there, it's not as much as that. But just being able to bounce ideas off each other, like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Like, you cover that. You're more of an expert in that area. Like, when I when when I present with Dean, like I'm the potty mouth strength coach who swears and talks about deadlifts and squats and whatnot. And then Dean, he, you know, I've gotten him. I've gotten to lighten up a little bit on on his language. He swears here and there.
0: Yeah, I think he swore in in our event this past. Yeah, and i so, yeah.
1: and I every time he does it, I make note of it. I'm like, yes. Uh, but Dean is a smart dude and he, he's very good with rehab and assessment and, and he's much more, I mean, there aren't many people know anatomy better than, than him. So, and I, I mean, I know my way around anatomy. I kind of know it, but it's not, I don't know it like his level or Eric's level or any of those people. So I do think partnering with people who have, um, complementary sets of skills that, that I think work well, but then also just have a level of expertise that are outside your level of expertise, just only makes the, uh, the overall product better. Well, in, so I think if you're partnering with people in that sense, I think it's, a, it's only, uh, only going to help. Weird there's thing, a number, um, Dean first. I was going to say that the reason why
2: we asked is cause like you almost find this idea in the fitness industry where everyone's kind of hoarding on to stuff and information in their own projects. And, in a lot of cases that's not a net positive in the end you know what I mean like isolating yourself tends to again not for everyone but it's it's the sure. way different way of looking at it generally
1: uh, I mean I I agree like I I think there's 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 nothing new in this industry of course and I, there's always there's always um, an overlapping of ideas and philosophical ideas and approaches and, and methodologies and stuff like that but um I mean, I, I personally agree with you. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable pitching myself into this corner. Like, Hey, I I'm the shit. Like I know, I know everything. Uh, it's my way or the highway here, here you go. Uh, I certainly prefer to, to, uh, partner with other people who have just different perspectives and ideas and ways of doing things. Like, I mean, when I present with Dean and, and Luke, for example, you know, we don't, we're not like 100% in eye to eye on everything. You know, There's been times where I've been presenting on something and then Dean says like, the complete opposite. And I'm like, wait, 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 what do you mean? Uh, and I, I think that's good. I think it's good to have that, that dialogue and that, that type of relationship where you agree on 90 to 95% of it and there's 5% that you learn from each other on. Like I, every time I present with Dean, I and I've presented with him on the same workshop many times. I always learn something new from him. He he makes me better. Like he completes me. So uh, it's, it's a complete and a shoulder yeah. And it's been even more lately. Even more complete. Yeah, even he, he completes me even more lately, yes. And uh, um, and I'm sure there's gonna be another iteration where we come up with, I mean, I'm kind of thinking more along the lines of like coming up with something like the complete fitness professional, where we do talk about uh, building a brand and writing and you need a uh, knee
2: guy. You need like someone for the knee or like the ankle. Yeah, and like well, start yeah, well,
1: Robertson. Robertson did that a few years ago. Because mm-hmm. um, you, you know. got the
2: shoulder, hip, knee, maybe I like guess we a could do, uh, I don't
1: know. We can do uh, um, neck, kn- knees, neck. and knees Cervical. and ankles. I guess. I <laughs>
0: Well, actually, funny you mentioned Robertson. He's going to be one of my asks, and I know I met him a couple of years ago. He's a really a sweet guy, so I'll ask him to come on the podcast. And I'd be very shocked if he'll say no. Oh yeah,
1: he would. He'll do it. Yeah, he, he'll do it for sure. Uh, he he's mess- actually one of the rare. Uh, I mean, he and I have been friends forever, and I, I think his podcast is unbelievable. Like, I, I listen. I listen to his podcast. All, I was just on it again a few a few weeks ago.
2: You should. You um, should. You should talk to him, Andrew. He messaged us, so like we recently were like. I don't know I was looking through the rankings and we were actually ranked in like the top 30 of like fitness which I, know, have, I saw
1: that it was right yeah. like
2: beside Mike Robinson so I was like I tagged Mike I'm like oh my god I'm like Mike Robertson even though his podcast is way more successful but he messaged back it was like congratulations I'm like oh that was like nice
1: yeah he's a good dude like yeah. he he's, he's definitely one of the uh the good guys out there like he he's a genuine authentic person so he'd be a good guy to have on
0: yeah, no. My my when I met him, he was just just the nicest person. He was yep. one of the presenters at uh, Luca Josevar's event, his fitness business thing uh, in Renton outside of Seattle a couple of years ago. Uh, of course, Luca and I did chat about this. Not that you know I'd have to run this by, you, but we held our events on the same fucking weekend this past couple of weeks ago. So we, I've chatted with him a little bit. I mean, you are going to try to make sure. We, I've decided, okay, let's move ours a week later, and I'll let All him right. know. And that way, just so that way, because we might be competing for a couple of speakers. Yeah. So I actually That's might be worthwhile. Road. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, we're we're we totally geographically very close. Plus, yeah. I want to be able to go to it because I had a good time two years ago. Yeah. So it's like, shit, I can't go. And, you know, Brett Contreras is there. Ben Bruto was there. Eric Cressy was there. John Berardi was there. And, I mean, I know. Not bad lineup. Yeah, I know Brett, Mark Fisher was there. I mean, it was super, plus I like Luca. So you know, I, I know Brett really well, but the rest of them I haven't actually ever had a chance to meet before. Martin Rooney was there. He's amazing. All great guys, and, yeah. Like, that's a pretty fucking sick lineup. <laughs> and yeah. plus, there's a couple of guys there. Like like we said, we're hoping we can get one of the names I said on that list for our event next year. I won't say it on the air yet, but I want to confirm it. But anyway, um, what the hell was I thinking? I always had a thought that like some of the really super successful brands in our industry are, are collectives uh, you look at juggernaut right it's not just chad wesley smith you know he's got quinn there he's got max aida uh, and mike Isertel was sort of a part of that for him. and then mike now has rp rp is one of the Which hugest is, things that are and it's, it's a collective like, now too like they're bringing a collective of people yeah
1: well even that, like I mean, yeah. that, I mean core collective uh i i do think you're you're yeah. you only make yourself better when you have a group of people to support you and kind of share ideas and, and, and workload. Uh, I, I think it's it just, uh, I mean, one of the things I miss most about not being at Crusty sports performance is being around the other coaches. Uh, so I, I think one, one of the things that I'm really excited about with my new gym is the fact that I'll be on the gym floor with other coaches again, which I, which I always, uh, found a lot of value in.
2: Um, It's kinda interesting. It's it's interesting because like we're talking about collectives and like a lot of those people on the lists were similar to you, like even Mike Isertel. Like they didn't want to own a business that like turned into what it did, but then coming in there, you're less you're less singularly focused like, on yourself because, like, it was, it was you kind of accidentally did it. Does that make sense? So it's, it's interesting because I look yeah. at that I'm like, oh, none of you guys wanted to run businesses, and now you're running businesses. In, like, well, I
1: think open. I I'm, I would I think maybe maybe the maybe what's a similar um, uh, explanation is the slow burn of it. Yeah. I, I you know I think when I when I, especially when I think about myself, it's like I took my time, like, and made sure that I was ready. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and you know, financially uh, able to do everything I wanted to do. And uh and I was a good spot and I felt like I would, you know, intellectually, I was in a good space and I knew I had a lot to share. And, um, you know, I would never consider myself like the most savviest of businessmen, but when I was, I was around Pete and Eric for eight years running a business and I, I of course was able to absorb uh, you have to a observe. lot of, a lot of things with that. And, and being a, being a business person, I mean, people say this all the time, a lot of it is intuition. I mean, yeah. If you don't have the money to pay for something, don't buy it. (laughs) Like it's, 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 that it's really that simple. Uh, you know, and if it's in, you know, when it comes to like equipment selection, no, is this something that you want or is it something that's going to help your clients get better? Uh, just stuff like that is just, it's just. Well, that was
2: basically like even that last point. I think a lot of people go wrong. Not that we're gonna like give people advice, but like even the last gym I worked out at, it was like literally like a brainchild of like what I
1: wanted. Yeah, and like it, that was a lot of money. And like yeah, we'll and that uh, you know, now that I'm even with my new space now, now I'm, I'm like this close to having to like write down my my wish list. Okay, here's what I here's what I need. Like I need one or two more power acts I need I need. X amount of barbells, I need weights. I want a batting cage. Batting cage, I need, I, need I need a techno station for people that's, for turntables, I I like, what, what, um, what, what else do I need to make you, a successful You're gym? probably
0: going to fight for the, t- the tables. <laughs> God, it makes me realize just how spoiled I am. Me and Somerset have this thing where you pay a very, very low rent. When we tell other traders, you know, from all over like North America when I'm at conferences, like how much rent we pay. They're like, "Oh my what, god!" They're
2: like, "What the fuck?" So even yeah. I had that conversation like recently with Phil. I'm here in um, like Tall. Anyways, he was talking about his business and what he charges his trainers. Like, holy shit! Like you guys got it lucky at a ball.
0: And yeah. we have like I have it's ten thousand square feet of floor. I think Dean at the downtown one is probably more like fourteen thousand square feet. Yeah, massive. I mean, there's literally thirty squats in our gym. If if you count all the Olympic lifting racks that you can technically squat on, which are fine. Uh, We have open turf space. There's everything in there that you could really need for sure. And we were talking about once, I just put up a video on my Instagram story of the owner of Evolve using the belt squat at the one downtown. So Dean has access to a belt squat now. I don't have one yet down in the south one, but we'll probably look at one. We don't have as much space. And then we were talking about hopefully getting like a hip thruster or something along those lines. And shit, I mean, like, I have everything I could possibly want. Yeah, I have basically. all the benefits of owning a gym. I get to recruit trainers coming in. Are you I just trashing
2: the on Tony's system? You're like, Tony, you don't any of this stuff? No. no. Like, no just, you're like, how like, fucking
0: lucky we are. right? a little bit like but, uh, Tony could get it if he wanted to yeah but, man, I, don't, but I don't I don't, have, worse. Yeah, even worse, I don't doing, have I'm gonna get a belt squat
2: like literally your whole gym is like changing now you have to go back you're like oh <laughs> well, like, like I'm just gonna have hip thrusters and belt squats Super
0: productive. <laughs> well what's gonna happen is like there's a I don't know, I'm not gonna say too much about this but there's another gym franchise that's rebranding itself and it's kind of sad what's going on they're trying to rebrand no, themselves into something very similar to what Evolve has. So they're bringing in shit like strongman yokes. You get these trainers who, you're talking about entry-level commercial gym trainers or people who aren't skilled or experienced with say strongman stuff. And I can just picture like 60 year old ladies like breaking their necks, walking around with a yoke or then putting in something like a belt squat and people not having a fucking clue how to use this stuff. Yeah. So that's well, kind of scary. It, it
1: is predicated on the, the the base of your clientele. Like I, I train predominantly gen pop clients now. Yeah. Like, I, I don't smart. have any strongman people. I don't I mean, maybe no power lifters like now, but I have trained some in the past. So when you're yeah, I, more deadlifts. I do think when it comes to exercise equipment, it has to fit the demographic of who you work with, of course. Mm-hmm. You
0: give me a you give me a power rack and I can do ninety percent of the shit that I do on yeah. a regular basis. Like uh,
1: right. when I was in London last week with Luke where he's working out of, Amp Athletic, which is in Marleybone in London, like that's exactly their models. Like they they have like five uh, power racks set up where Luke essentially... Is, is is in the corner with one rack working with one client everything he needs to do is right there barbells plates you've been to exos
2: too. like exos does yeah. it too they have their the kaiser racks but every kaiser rack has a power a set of power blocks and then they just have the kaiser functional trainers like that's it yep. they have other shit yep. but like really it's a kind of cool model because every yeah. rack is a training station yeah
1: the- and that's 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 more or less what i envision at my new space is yeah. that like getting I mean, because right now to save space i have power i have a set of power blocks like i yeah. don't I think from a space standpoint, it doesn't make much sense for me to have like 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever. I can just buy a pair of power blocks for half the price and they're all right there up to 90 pounds. And they're fast. I, mean, I might have to buy some dumbbells that go above 100 just so I have them because, you know. You want
2: to have your name on it too. Like yeah, every gym, like every gym owner, yeah, they'll have like core, but it's going to be like every gym owner, that's like their dream is like they want their names on their dumbbells.
1: I never, I never thought of that before. Yeah,
2: but here, here's the funny thing. So like opposite out of that, a lot of gyms fail. So there's, it's really hard to yeah. sell dumbbells with your name. <laughs> but like, that's true. That happens all the time. Like how many, well, we've seen gym sales and it's like, oh, what gym went out of business?
1: That one. Yep. Well, I, mean, I would buy if, your
2: dumbbells though. I would. Not if, to mention, like, I, just,
1: I mean, I just, I bought a lot of my, my equipment that I have now at, at like random people's garages. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I mean, I don't. I, mean, I don't see the, I don't think I need to buy brands making new equipment. Either. I hope you do for and, your new place. I mean, place. from business. I mean I, that, I mean, I know we're kind of going on a rant on business, but. That's um, fine. It's just stuff like that that you, I, I think there's this notion where it's like, oh, I'm going to buy the best equipment, the fanciest equipment, yep. and people are just going to show up. Uh, that might help. I mean, certainly there's, I mean, when I, I walk into a gym, like the one I was in London, like the equipment was, there's a, there's a company over in the UK called Black Box. Um, similar to Rogue, but uh, it might be even a smidge. It's really good. Like I, I was very impressed with their equipment, and the gym is outfitted entirely with this black box, like plates, barbells, everything. It was beautiful. Um, however, uh, once I learned what the price tag was, I was like, "Whoa, okay." Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'll just stick with my uh, random guy, guys' uh, gym that he's getting rid of, uh, garage gym, and uh, just buy stuff that way but
2: weirdly on like on the internet so like we've basically i moved my private studio and like i'm online now but i have a bunch of stuff in my house and i need to replace some stuff everything online is like 500 bucks they like don't even like do their research on stuff it's just like 500 bucks and so you can pretty much get anything for under 500 because the people who buy the stuff usually like want to get into fitness they're gonna buy nice stuff and then they obviously don't use it and it's a brand new stuff for 500 bucks yep
1: so i i gotta actually that 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 reminds me i need to start Doing that. I need to go to
2: grad. Is your whole yeah. gym going to be grad sale, gym <laughs> Uh,
1: I don't know. It'll be a smattering. Like, I mean, I'm not. I'm not too ADD where I feel like everything has to match and like you know yeah. plates have to match. Like I, I, I really don't. That doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Um, although I have some clients where it does bother them. Like if the plates, if the oh. plates match on both sides, like oh wait, wait 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 wait, I gotta put the the right plates on. I'm like okay. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I don't know, it's going to be fun to kind of get into the equipment purchasing mode, but, you know, my bank account will cry a little bit, but it'll be, it'll be worth it. It, This
0: sort of hits on something I think is is worth at least mentioning, Tony, and you know, through conversations I've had with various people, it reminds me of, uh, we had Brett Contreras on for an episode, he talked about the all the stuff getting the glute lab set up and the delays and like bank account getting down pretty close to zero or, you know, something about like Lee Boyce and I were hanging out here a couple weeks ago and like chatting and he's talking about how he bought the same vehicle I did. You know, we're talking about a Jeep Grand Cherokee, but i not talking about Ferraris or anything like that. And people have this idea that now there are people in our space who are rolling in money due to like this way they've scaled themselves yep. but a lot of people in our space they're still pretty everyday ordinary people they're not living in million dollar homes uh, and it's still a lot of work so I think a lot of the people in our space are doing really really well there's a lot that aren't but there's not many that are what you would would call like oh rich so it, it, it's a constant
1: work you're talking about trans and coaches yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yep yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Like I I I mean I don't I'm I'm sure someone like John Gubbin or Lou Schuler would have better percentages, but mm-hmm. um, you know, there's not a high percentage of, of 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 six figure personal trainers and coaches in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um I really if I if I had to make a guess, it's probably under ten percent.
2: I'd say under uh, five. I think they did they did that study with John. John Goodman's they they yeah. they released how much income trainers are making. Yeah,
1: yep, that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yep.
2: the, yeah the six figures was like not very predominant. Like I, I think it was like ten. I, I, I'm and I think a
1: lot of it too, if I remember, was uh, the more experienced trainers were making. Right. And it was always the people, people who are
2: more experienced, who had been in longer and were older.
1: Generally, yeah. I mean, because they makes,
2: like yeah,
1: makes which, sense. Which, However, when you go, uh, you all three of us know nowadays, like the 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 mirage is that. uh yeah, you just gotta, you know, grind and you know, you're you're gonna be making six figures in three years. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Well and like but even yeah, like you get to work a lot of hours. I think we well, talked about it where it's well, like Yeah, it just doesn't happen that, that easily.
2: Well, and like, let's just say like, we'll use you and Dean, for example, you travel around the world, you present and stuff, but you guys are still training and it's not to say you guys aren't rich and fully loaded and multimillionaire or whatever, but like, you're still working as yeah. a trainer and like, people wouldn't expect that. They're like, well, you present all around the world. Why are you training? It's like, well, because yeah. I, it's my
1: job and I work hard. Yeah. I, I, I speak about this in a few of my workshops where, uh, when I, when I talk about integrity in this industry, mm-hmm. uh, know there's a there's a story that Martin Rooney is famous for saying it it, it involves the monk the toddler and the mom and and, you know he he'll he'll spend like 10 minutes and he's a very very excellent public speaker and and I'm gonna say it in like a minute and a half Mm. but essentially a mother has a toddler who likes to eat a lot of sugar takes the toddler to the to the monk to ask the monk advice and okay how do I how do I get my my kid to stop eating sugar and the monk looks at her and says come back to me in two weeks and she's like, "Okay, so she does that, comes back in two weeks, she's like, "Okay, monk, how do I get my toddler to stop eating sugar?" He looks at the toddler and says, "'Stop eating sugar and the and the and the mom was like incredulous like what do you I've been telling him to do that all along like this doesn't help me. He's like, Well, I had to stop eating sugar before I told somebody else to stop eating sugar oh. and to, me, to me that that is the epitome of integrity, yeah and when we talk about the industry, and you mentioned how Dean still coaches, I still coach, Eric Cressy still coaches, Mike Robertson still coaches, Brett Contreras still coaches. To me, integrity is if I'm gonna write about how to coach people, how to assess people, how to how to coach a deadlift, how to regress and progress a squat based off someone's anatomical variances or whatever, I need to be doing that shit. <laughs> I need to be coaching people. Uh you know, certainly what's been nice about the the progression of my career is that I don't have to coach 30, 35, 40 hours a week anymore. But I'm coaching 20 hours a week still, because um, that's what I want to do. Um, you know, I, I have my schedule set up where Thursdays, which is today, and Fridays, and Sundays, because that's like family day. Um, but Thursdays and Fridays, I don't technically coach. Um, sometimes I go in to do like assessments if I need to. But those are more or less catch up days for me to do programming or writing or sometimes if I'm traveling, of course, they're travel days. Um, But yeah, I I do think it's very important in this industry, particularly if you're someone who has um, influence on the industry Mm -hmm. that you need to be practicing what you're preaching. And uh, that, that, that to me is integrity.
2: And it changes too. Like you can, you can say you learned a lot when you're at Cressy and kind of when you're coming out, like you knew a lot of stuff. And at this Mm -hmm. point, I'm sure you you're still learning year to year. Of course. You yeah. Stop that learning uh, the
0: second you it,
1: that happens. never stops. I mean, yeah. I I I still feel like a moron. In, in the <laughs> like I like, I'm, I'm I'm often flabbergasted that people pay to to listen to me speak for 2 days. Well, do you, uh,
2: Eric Helms so, talked about this, but like he stopped training as like as often and I asked like if he lost his coaching eye and he's like, "Yeah, like completely sometimes like I have to get back into it and like if you're assimilating all this information and you're not actually using it a lot, like it, That's it, the thing too. The attention's different when you haven't gone through it. Like it sounds yeah. good, but the yeah. nuance is is perfected in actually doing.
1: And there, and I believe me, there are many, many, many coaches who, who are known and not known who are way more book smart than I am. Yeah. Uh, who can like quote Mel Sif and like it's just they're just nerds and know everything and everything about insertions and origins and. Um, but and you're right, unless you're actually. In the trenches, and I, I don't necessarily like using that term, but you need to be on the gym floor coaching. Because if you if you're not applying it to an, a real life person, uh, that changes the game right there. Uh, Sally like, moves
2: differently. Sally moves yes. a little different. Yes, <laughs> than than uh, Bob.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think oftentimes when I was at Cressy Sports Performance, and even now when I have when I have other coaches, usually younger coaches when they come in and shadow and observe, they're often. Somewhat amazed amazed might be a strong term here, but they're amazed that you know I can just say, I could just watch somebody do something and say one word Like blah 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 and, they, and it fixes everything and that comes with experience and like working with people and and vari- variations of people and you know I always tell fitness professionals like when you when you finish school and you're you're in the real world you should train in the commercial gym for a minimum of two years like I, cause I think that is what's going to make you better. I did it for five years. My, the initial five years of my career were, were in corporate fitness and commercial fitness.
0: Six and a half. right? And, and, so I been think,
1: there. and I think that really helped me set the foundation for like, well, number one, I'm not as smart as I think I am <laughs> when, when I left school. Uh, and it forces you to adapt to different people's uh, preferences when it comes to coaching style, their ability level, their injury history their goals, their anatomy, uh, you're only going to get better. You're really only going to get exposed to that in a commercial gym setting because where you just have a, a cornucopia of just random people from like random I, backgrounds. I'm
2: sure we all uh, did this, but I felt so stupid when I started training. Oh, I was like, I know so much stuff. And then I was like, fuck, I don't know. any.
1: I'm never making an
2: Instagram post until I like, figure this
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's part of me that still feels that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, I there's, Agreed. It, I, I I think that's normal. Like I, I think everyone should have a degree of humbleness, and, and I, 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 I don't. Let's put it this way: I have little respect for those coaches who feel like they've figured it all out, and it's like they, they know everything and it's their way or the highway. Like I don't I don't really have any flavor for that whatsoever. My yeah. my palate is zero for that. Like I, I definitely gravitate to individuals who are the Robertsons and the Contreras and the and the Jen Stinklers and the Molly Galbras. Uh, who are very humble, smart people, but still very humble. And, but they're also coaching. <laughs> well, they're uh, problem
2: solving is what I call it. Cause like a lot of, yeah. like, even your seminar kind of models this, but like, there's a lot of models out there. There's FRC, there's DNS PR, like whatever, like whatever three little wow. thing is. And a lot of people rely <laughs> on those models, but those take out the problem solving aspect of it. And you guys at your seminar basically just teach a bunch of stuff and like how to apply it in different, yeah. like it's, it's the model to like not be stuck in a model. It's
1: kind of a, I think the way Dean and I approach it is kind of like an amuse bouche of all those things. Yeah, Like a little FRC, there's a little PRI, there's a little DNS, there's a little just anecdotal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's how, here's how we see an issue and how we would approach it and assess it and, and, and try to maybe fix it. Take it if you want. Uh, but, you know, this is what works for us. Uh and I think anyone who takes that approach is gonna do very well. I, I feel. Like I very, very it's very rarely that I, I listen to somebody, and it doesn't happen often, there it's like, you know, I am I am Zod. Like I this is the <laughs> only way to do this one thing and uh listen to me and, and like you're an idiot if you don't if you don't agree with me. Like I there's very few people who are like that in the industry, but we can all think of a few.
2: Yeah, I can think of two. And,
1: uh and to me like i just i don't respect that like i i that is not i just don't feel like that's the way to be long like i don't know maybe it comes comes right back
2: down to our partnerships because like you can talk about partnerships and all this stuff but like that's pete dupuy helping you open up a gym like helping with information that's us taking models and like coming with solutions and combining them as opposed to staying in them and stuck and, and isolating yourself. It's all the same stuff. Like you're just talking about that in terms of models.
1: And I mean, you're right. I mean think think of a guy like Boyle. I mean the guy, yeah, yeah he's someone that sometimes gets sets in his ways, but he's also somebody who will admit when he's wrong. Yeah. And he changes his mind on stuff. I respect that. Like, do I agree with everything that Mike Boyle says? No. But I, it, it, you can't disregard his experience and the fact that he does produce very high-level athletes and he gets results he keeps people healthy um, and he he's a perfect example of somebody who will admit when he's wrong and changes his mind on something like if, if and he, that's a guy's who been coaching for 35 40 years dan john's the same way like i 100 percent respect that but then then you have a a twenty-eight-year-old who's like, "No, I know it all." Like, "Fuck off!" Like, like <laughs> "Who's that?" Like, like, <laughs> so uh, F- I don't know. It, I mean, I and and I and I don't like to be confrontational in this industry, and I don't like to call people out. I don't feel like I ever do that. Um, I, don't I
2: think, think that I think that individual is is isolating himself. In a bad way, anyways. Yeah, so it's turning out yeah.
0: not well. I hate call out culture and, and cancel culture, and that's a whole different conversation about you know. All this well, people sort of will stuff.
2: figure out. The, well, maybe that's not true, but the, the people that are like minded <laughs> will kind of gravitate towards each
1: other. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's. What, I think that's a lot of what way what made Cresty Sports Performance successful. Um, I think that's what makes Core successful. We're all very like minded individuals. I mean, we're not. We're not sheep. We're not robots. Mm-hmm. I mean Yes, there's a lot of similarity, but certainly there's a lot of there's a lot of differences too, and I think that's important.
2: Um, we, we totally have talked nothing about shoulders, which is
1: awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> that sometimes is refreshing that yeah. I actually know other well, stuff. We, we try yeah, to yeah. keep
0: Brent our absolute <laughs> Brett, we really tried to avoid anything glute related whatsoever. It actually was one of the most. Except he's like a little kid who just came alive, passionate about several other aspects of things that he believed in, like not using language about people being broken or dysfunctional. and something yes, really, kind of that. really yep. uh, you know. And we talk a lot about some of the business stuff, and a lot of times it's fun because I think you guys get asked a lot of the same questions all the time. And one of the things we try to do with this podcast, and we've we've we have done way more with this than we thought when we first started out. Recently, we found out we were what one of the. Do you what was that? The picture you had it was like we're in the, the top gonna...
2: podcasts
0: in what category
2: fitness fitness US, okay, cool. which is the only market that matters to everybody <laughs> <laughs> like, you
0: know, fuck, our, fuck our Canadian listeners sorry I don't guys. really
2: don't care you
0: know like, so... the
1: top 30 podcasts in in uh, northwestern Canada yeah pretty much
0: so that's that's done kind of well no, but it, that's it, a
1: big that's a big ass category that's that's a big yeah. accomplishment
0: one of the most important things about that is just creating something that's very unique. And a lot of our guests are very happy that it's kind of different from what they're used to getting in the same pedantic questions and then they all want to come back right so it's, that's he's already of, like
2: hustling you like before
0: the oh, podcast is I even over t- he's putting words
1: in your yes, mouth i'll come back on guys i'll come back, back, back on sure. but only, only after you ask lisa I'm probably four more times before before me
2: yeah and like then there'll be like five cancellations in between then like we'll book it for like
1: <laughs> hey you know when, when you have a toddler you never know like it's uh that's, that's you the
2: felt it. more bad about it than us you're like texting us or, like you felt so Although, bad like, you know, like, i will
1: say i've uh, i've I will say I've used. It's nice. There's advantages too because you can use him as an excuse to get out. Not that I use him for you guys. Totally did. You yeah. totally. <laughs> like, you oh, didn't like no, Julian's not feeling well, or I have to go get Julian, and you know, it it it, it gets you out of a few things you don't want to do, which is nice. So, a little parent secret right there.
0: <laughs> are, are we gonna throw the book one at him? Well, oh, yeah, sure. Why don't we ask him that? So yeah, we ask every guest we have if they have any books that they've read that particularly meaningful um you know be it 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 could be training stuff it could certainly be like broader like fuck I hate the term self-help or or whatever the fuck motivational shit uh but something that you're like hey you know this book was a really great read and I found it helped me with my philosophy towards business towards coaching towards life
1: so I will say I think Dean and I would agree on this actually because we were asked this when we presented in Prague a few years ago we were asked like oh what book influenced your career and kind of it, it, we, we both said the same book and we said it separately. We, I didn't hear him say it, he didn't hear me say it, but we both said the same book. Uh, and I, I do think Boyle's advances in functional training um, really helped when I came out. I don't know how many years ago it was now. Um, it's probably at least five or six years ago, if not, maybe a little bit longer uh, that book to me kind of like molded my, my thought process on, on program design and progressions and, and stuff like that. So if I had to pick a training book, that would be one that I feel is a good one that, that helped my coaching philosophy. Um, you know, from a writing standpoint, one that, that, that sticks out is, is called Everybody Writes. Um, I think the the, uh, the author's name is Danny, I forget the last name, but it's called Everybody Writes. And that to me, what I liked about that book was that, because that as a writer, uh, particularly as a fitness writer writing never came easy to me uh i didn't i didn't seek it out it wasn't anything that i pursued as a as an undergrad it just kind of sort of happened um, and it's always been hard you know as far as like okay i'm sitting in my my computer looking at my keyboard okay i need to okay i gotta write this thing um, and it takes me a while like it isn't something i just like tap on my keyboard and i'm like la la la, la tapping away and it and it's just this beautiful these beautiful words come out like no it's like I write a sentence, I reread the sentence in my head, then I write the next sentence, I reread those two sentences in my head. It's just like, it's a very robotic way. Um, and what I liked about that book was like, that gave me permission to say that is okay. Because um, everything is writing when you think about if you're writing an email, if you're writing a tweet, if you're writing an Instagram post, if you're writing a blog post, it all counts as writing. Um, so I think that, that book helped me kind of um, get out of my head a little bit.
0: It's uh, by Anne Handley. Everybody okay, Writes Your so Guide okay. to Ridiculously Good Content. I actually was halfway through it, and I was listening to the audio. Usually books about writing, I try to physically read them, so I think I actually just have to go back and get a physical copy. Uh, for me, the book that completely helped, I know, right? Uh, completely <laughs> helped with my writing, cleaned up a lot of the technical stuff, but it's a pretty easy book to read, was On Writing Well by Zinser. It's kind of one of the yep. Bibles of writing. That's yep. great. And if you're really interested in this stuff, uh, for anyone listening, On Writing by Stephen King, is actually a really good book. It's kind of half autobiography and half yeah. a lot of the practical wisdom of writing that he shares. Yep. So I, I would probably go Zinser's book, uh, that Everybody Writes, and then if you really want to top it off, you can go to Stephen And King's
1: then um, I would actually throw Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott is very good, too. Writing bird book. by Bird? Bird okay. by Bird. Anne, Anne Lamott. Uh, that's another excellent because I that it isn't some like Zinser's book is more of like the technicalities of writing yep. okay which is great and it, it and it it is not it's not too academic which is what I appreciated about it what I like about Bird by Bird and Everybody Writes and those types of books is really on the writing process um, and even Stephen King's book it isn't really uh it isn't really like a te- the technicalities of writing like, here's a pronoun and here's where adverbs go and it's more like the just the, the daily uh, ritual um and and processes of, of writing which i which i appreciate but bird by bird is a good book too if you want to okay. get another book on writing
0: yeah okay i like,
1: yeah.
2: like one book about writing i, I like kind of interested in like, tony's read all of them
1: <laughs> i read well i have i mean I, my my bookcase is right around the corner here i i do have like a section of my bookcase that is like a a stack of books that are just on oh uh, but writing books that's
2: a good point though because there's like we even get questions like oh because like andrew got into t nation and there's like there's all these writers and they'll always ask like oh how do i get on these things and like a like start writing but b like it's probably a good idea to start learning how to write because again most of us even in college we go through our one required english class that really doesn't teach you anything and then like you're required to write well, that's stuff.
1: why that's why i feel like it's important because like like people don't get a lot don't put a lot of. Uh, Thought process into an email, for example. Correct. Like yeah. when you're writing an email, like if you want to be, if you want to practice your writing, you know, in a non-academic way, like when you're writing an email, practice being grammatically correct in your email, and like making it like, like, like the the syntax of it makes sense, and like just like make it sound like you're talking rather than like, hello, sir, like I'm asking this inquiry. Like, don't be so robotic with it. Um, so even stuff like that is gonna is going to help, but I I do think the best writing tip out there is shut the fuck up and write <laughs> like um, that that to me is 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 kind of rule number one. You can read all these books on writing, but if not That's, actually like that should writing, be a book
2: title. Like, I think you should I think you should circumvent the, like a, a book for like shoulders and like. Shut the fuck up and write, because like the fuck is like <laughs> new, like that's like the way to make a big top selling book nowadays. Like there's, yeah, I was the the there.
1: there was like well, the Mark Lord Manson books. effect, right? Yeah, yeah. there's like every <laughs> author,
2: like it was literally every row had a fuck book. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, um, that's
0: that at the awesome. airport.
2: That's not even at the, the bookstore.
0: I know. It, you hit on something really important, and it was something I caught myself a while back doing is you're always searching for more information, you're always reading more things. So I try to keep myself mostly exclusive to audiobooks now for when it comes yeah. to new stuff, except for his technical training stuff. I, I'm waiting for Brett Contreras. We mentioned Brett a lot this episode. Guys, go listen to his episode. Yeah, we don't care
2: about Brett. Tony. Like, Tony, yeah. You have a... but, uh,
0: yeah. Brett just released Brett his, his, yeah. glute, his Glute Lab <laughs> book, which is looks incredible it's a just yeah. giant textbook that Passive, yeah you could, you could throw it and probably kill small animals i hope no one ever does that that would be terrible um but it, it's huge and i can't wait to read that that's a physical thing like someone actually asked me is it gonna come out on audios like you don't consume something like that on audio nah. but one of the books that i think it goes complements this conversation really well stephen pressfield's the war of art, war of actually, art a lot of his small because these books are really really short books and he talks about the resistance the things that get in the way that interfere with us doing it and it's exactly what you said is you just yeah. actually have to do the writing and you becoming, can find
1: i actually quoted him his he did another book called becoming Crow. Um, uh, yeah
0: amazing uh, turning, I, I, I turning
1: i quoted point. i quoted him in my wedding vows from that book that's deep <laughs> uh but yeah Stephen pressfield like what i like about his books is they're they're you can read you can read uh the war of art uh Probably in like an hour.
2: Yeah, it's fast.
1: Uh but as a writer, it's gonna kick you in the ass. Like it's gonna say, shut the fuck up and write. <laughs> that's that that's kinda like the subtext of what, what that book is about. And yeah. that and that it takes time. Like it's I mean, I've written I I I, I can go on my blog right now I probably have close to I don't know, twenty eight hundred blog posts. Uh that's just blogs. That's not in my teenage articles of probably approaching a yep. hundred. Uh you know, then not to mention all the other stuff I mean that you're going to get better just by doing it. Um, stop emailing me and I, I, I answer emails. So like when mm-hmm. somebody asks hey Tony, how do I how do I become a better writer? How do I maybe get into T nation? And I, I try to be nice and say, well, let's here's some things, but stop emailing me and stop sending this email to the five other people you probably sent this to and just fucking start writing. <laughs> and that's that's um, your nice that's, version. <laughs> There are no talks about this, where if you are coaching real people, like you're going to come up with content, and you're going to, and and if you're able, you're going to get content. Like, I mean, my clients ask me questions all the time. I'm like, oh, that could probably be a good article. That could be a good blog post. Uh, I mean, that's that's another way of of generating content, just being around your clients and coaching them. I mean, they're well, gonna. Actually- yeah, go let's ahead. Actually,
0: I was gonna say, let's actually like take that a little further. You know, the whole thing is yeah. I get this question f- quite commonly now too, because I mean I certainly don't think I'm a writer in the same caliber as uh, I think someone like John Romanello is very high end on that. But yes. you know, then just your your longevity and content. Tony's absolutely no, I yeah. would
1: agree. Like I I <laughs> I, yeah, John is like next, he's a writer, like he, I'm just a strength coach that can write coherent sentences. Yeah. Like There's I'm a
0: not- lot of <laughs> lot of people who are prolific content creators, you're very prolific, uh, and it was one of the questions we didn't quite get to, but I guess we can tie it in here, uh, Somerset, Cressy's legendary for this stuff about being prolific, by yeah. having fucking twins and running a business and coaching people and yeah. everything else, presenting, but One of the first things I say to someone is, all right, well, are you writing on a website? And then so someone's like, well, no. Okay, cool. Start there. And I've had several people who've asked about that. And I said, okay, well, go get a website set up and write on it for six months before you even think about trying to like apply to T Nation or to get in on that. Yeah. And, And I found it, it's actually filtered a few people out. Like one person, really sweet, wonderful person, but didn't have a website and didn't want to write on their own website. Well, you don't get to skip that step.
2: Yeah, you do. Oh. You just tell them like get a podcast and interview the editors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Ooh, I was also writing for my own website for. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, know,
2: I had to throw it, it out. Chunk, you know, we're you know, I, smarter than the average person. For probably a
0: year. Plus, I've written on Facebook relentlessly, like you said. Like it's it's still content creation. You treat your yeah like yeah. A, a blog. People do. I Instagram was
2: joking at you.
0: I know you were, but <laughs> I had actually done that. I had had the website and I started writing articles for that website. And then, yeah, he's right. That's actually how I got on there. Is uh, I r- ran into Danny. He sort of read someone's Facebook. I added her. We, I, I sent her a message, and we we're talking back and forth a bit. And I mentioned how, like, I've always loved Danny Sugar's stuff on Teen Nation, so we want to have her on the podcast. So then, turn around two weeks later, I'm like, hey, you know, we we got a slot coming up soon. You want to come on? She's like, yeah. I've actually been listening to your podcast. It's great. Like, I was like, holy shit. She just dove right into it. So then, after we had her on, and she was super. Within several weeks after that, she turned around and asked me if I would consider She was all humble and afraid I'd say no. She's like, hey, would you you know, consider uh, creating content for us? And I'm just freaking out in my brain going, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> right? No, like, you I'm know gonna, what? I'll,
2: I'll think on it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to think about this. Uh, here are my conditions. You guys are going to have to uh, give me a, like, a bowl, bowl of M&M's. There can be no green M Ms. Like fuck, no. Of course, I'm a serious. Well, but right? it brings <laughs> up another
2: point. Like, Tony was very serious too. Like, you start writing, but like, also a lot of this stuff has nothing to do with your writing. Like, it's like who you know and like the effort you put in and like if people respect and like you. Like, you can't. People just want to sure. jump right to the thing. Like, just like be someone who's around and like contributing
1: in some way. I, I mean, I early in my career, like I was writing for free. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, so certainly. Uh, Writing on my own website was free, but there there are websites that I wrote for that it was just it, I wrote for them for free just yeah, to get my name out to. there. So that that I would encourage people to, to even do that guest posts, right for free, uh, get your name out there. You've um, been you've been
2: so like I know we're kind of getting off topic a little bit, but like you've been kind of because on your website now you've been sponsoring other people, so you're kind of giving back in that re- regard. Sure, like you're sure. kind of, with your. Your list and everything.
0: yep Well, Tony, you just did that with me. Like, I woke up one day and all of a sudden I'm tagging something. What the fuck's going on? And like, my my the article I wrote on sleep got like 500 fucking hits. And over the course of a little bit, and you had actually shared it in your newsletter. And, and that like, wasn't
2: yeah. a Teenation article. You just no. wrote no. it.
0: That was they, my own website Tony,
1: thing. Tony felt bad. Yeah. I, I,
0: man, no, thank us. you. That was that was incredibly <laughs> cool. Right? Well, I, 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 I,
1: I, I, I mean, I people write guest posts for me, but then my stuff to read, like I I cruise and. I, the bulk of the stuff I read is internet. Like I'm I'm not reading many textbooks. Uh, it's mostly blog posts and articles on various websites and stuff like that. So, um, when I come across something that's good and you know, I'm happy to more than happy to pay it for. It gives me, gives me a day of content that I don't have to write Mm -hmm. myself. So that that's the real thank, answer. Thank that's you. That's the
2: real Is that, like You figured out a way to create content without having to do
1: anything. Totally, right? Peter
0: P does that really well too. He usually takes like something that he wrote and then he probably takes like three or four really good business articles and shares them. And that's a way of sharing with his audience great information. Like you said. And he all he has to do is read it, find it. It's not like he has to write it. Takes me, depending on the article, like God, um probably Eight to 10 hours. A sleep article is probably well over 20 hours worth What's... of work editing research. Oh, God, yes. You're so yeah, old.
2: That was the article, yeah. He yeah. On a typewriter, too, because he's like 50. Well, I, I'm not always
0: <laughs> necessarily efficient with it, but you're talking about the it's writing process. You know, it, anyone who <laughs> you just write the article as is is completely nuts. I remember hearing Eric Bach in person when I first met him talk about this stuff, and I remember Jordan Syatt saying it online. They did the same thing. They probably take 8 to 10 hours per article on average, right? I feel
2: so bad. I used The to sleep, like...
0: one, sleep one was a big one. That was a really long, very, very voluminous article with a lot of like, research and information in it. So that one I had to really get – so that one needed to be – um, more details, so it took more time. But yeah, the average article probably takes eight to ten hours. And if, if I'm filming some video for Teenation stuff, then you know there's a little bit of time goes in that. So do not think well, you're going to be out articles in an hour. It's not going to happen.
2: Actually, I want to know, Tony, how long does it take
1: for you? Well, now it depends. Like if it's just like a if it's just like a run of the mail blog post, two hours.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so it's like, I'm going to write
1: when I get off when I get off this. I'm going to do a blog post that I I, I want to get some writing on in this afternoon before I go pick my my kid up at five. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll sit down with a with an energy drink and bang something out within two two and a half hours. I hope. Um, and then, of course, it just depends on the topic and the link. I think blog posts, on average, should be around a thousand words, yeah. give or take, because people's attention spans nowadays is just nothing. If you're doing an article, Different. and you know, and we're talking about Andrew's sleep article on his website, like that was an article. Like to me, there's a difference between a blog post and an article. Uh, a blog post yeah it'll take me two two and a half hours an article yeah several hours just because you want to make sure it's a polished thing before you before you hand it in so
0: I wonder what adam Ali so if, if any of you guys want to find really great nutrition information that is long form writing
1: yeah plus he's got yeah that and he's he's a very entertaining writer as well yeah yeah. yeah Which is make, like like yeah. draws his own illustrations. Adam, that's economics. like economics or whatever
0: yeah. is that, yeah, that guy yeah, yeah. he's a that's smart dude know. i i gotta believe those articles probably are like 20 hours, hours. Yeah. yeah easily the when the you the factor
1: guy. in like the illustrations that yeah. he draws and stuff like that like they're 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 witty yeah they're, they're that's good stuff
2: okay yeah. let's um we've we basically should. like the, that was the longest book question we ever
1: done sorry sorry sorry
2: Andrew is the one who ruined it. So it's it's okay. No,
0: no, no. There's nothing ruined about it. Anyone who's interested <laughs> in writing is gonna get a lot of that. Tony I agree, I he should agree. probably let you get to your writing and Dean is down at a conference that he probably wants to get back to Where so. do
2: we where do they find you? So yeah. like like we talked about all this crap, but like what's the best place right now to consume your information?
1: TonyGentlecore.com. That is my blog post. That is podcast. That is
2: Is it Gentle Core with like a capital C O R E?
1: No, just the uh, just the lowercase. Okay. It okay. was funny. I, my I have a, I, uh, one of my high school athletes. Yesterday, uh, I was picking on her because it's like she could not, she couldn't remember her English teacher's name from last year. I was like, Are you kidding me? Like, how is that possible? It's like, What is my last name? I I turn. I go. What is my last name? She goes, Tony. Core. And she said it sounded like, genitalia. It like <laughs> Only genitalia. I was like, Did you say Genitalia? Like like just like <laughs> We both started laughing. because She didn't quite say Genitalia, but it was very close. Um but it's gentlecore.com. Yes. Uh but that, that would be home base.
0: Cool. Um no thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Like, no, like my talking, it's been, you know, a little while in the making, but totally <laughs> worth it. Uh so guys, I actually again Tony's been someone I've been Following and absorbing his information for a really long time. I have paid to see him in teach seminars. Uh, So, you guys are getting, you put out a ton of free information. Like you said, you have hundreds of articles between the different resources. Thousands. 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 There you go. I gotta (laughs) make that clear. Thousands. How the fuck do you find time for thousands of articles? So, you you have a free library of great information as a trainer, you know, if you just want to dive into this sort of thing. And then, of course, the type in Tony Gentlecore on Facebook and Instagram to find you as well. So guys, follow him if you haven't already. Hopefully you guys are all been doing that for years. And uh, we are going to probably post this thing up right away. So we'll chat a little bit offline here. Uh, Audience, thank you guys for tuning in again. And next week, if we time it right, should be Pete Dupuis. Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks, gentlemen. All right.